Welcome to Comic Talkers. My name is Brandon. I'm William. And today, with two days actually being before Loki's actually being released on Disney Plus, we decided to take on a very popular conversation nowadays when it comes to the shows that Disney Plus has been releasing. Um, we're going to talk about if Disney Plus should continue putting out these shows for the MCU or should they stop? I know this has been a conversation Willie and I have talked for quite a while now we've talked about it since the first show came out since wandavision um what was it and speaking of wandavision willie let's actually jump right into it i kind of want to hear what your opinions are with wandavision before we kind of get into the conversation if they should continue yeah so with wandavision i really enjoyed the uh layout of the movie i'm not going to say that it wasn't good because it really was, and I liked the whole, the music on it was freaking hilarious. Um, I liked the whole jumping from different time periods of TV shows, like every 10 years you had like the 50s and 60s and 70s and so on and so forth. And you just got to see the different styles. That was fun. And the introduction of the new characters, uh, while kind of rushed, uh, they had wonderful people playing the roles. So that was really cool. But my biggest issue, and I've told you this multiple times, my biggest issue with doing this show was that I felt that there was so much that they shoved in there and it was such information that they were actually giving us in that they really could have just cut out so much of the filler stuff that they were doing and just made it a two-hour movie. And you really wouldn't have missed anything. It would have it would have felt more fulfilling because then you could have sat down, seen everything that was going on, but instead you had to wait like once a week to watch the new episode. Half of the episode was all the rehash of what was going on before, and then telling us stuff that we already know. And they just weren't really they were taking their time really getting out the information when they could have just made it a movie. And everybody could have been more fulfilled. Okay. Now, I guess the real question is, too, I know I've heard a lot of people about WandaVision say because um, they've talked about how the first two episodes really ha shouldn't have been part of the series at all. They just feel like it was wasted. That was time that you could have been explaining something else. Do you agree with that theory or do you feel like, yeah, the first two episodes should actually should have stayed? Because I'm actually one that actually does believe the first two episodes should have stayed. I do think it kind of set the tone a little bit and kind of get us into the mystery of what's actually happening. Well, I don't think that they should have gone. I think there were there were some aspects of both of those that definitely worked but like the whole dinner scene in the first episode where they're trying to convince vision's boss that they're just a perfectly normal family they made that run on for so long and honestly that entire scene felt very useless when the very next episode they're doing it again trying to show everyone that they're just normal people so either choosing one or the other really was all you really need because then you could have introduced all the characters then you could have like 
shown them having trouble like trying to fit in but and trying to hide the fact that they're not normal people and then came to the conclusion that they fooled everyone they're just normal family and then them just being happy with their lives it, it was just repetitive i think it was both the first and second episode and then i think there was a little bit that they kind of did that in the third episode as well but not as much but it was just it felt a little repetitive to me like i see what you're saying there and that's why like like let's go back to the dinner scene in the first episode that actually was probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole first episode and let me explain the reason i like that scene is that you start seeing not everything's normal and especially when the guy starts choking on the meat and you look at his wife and she keeps on stop it stop it stop it 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 shows you that something's not right something is not something's going on and when you get later in the series and you go back and watch it then you understand what's actually happening and it's her there she's mind controlling everybody and that's where i feel like you know even with vision like vision's even scared because vision doesn't know what to do you know that's where i didn't mind that scene and then let's go to the second episode because I, it's sad because I'm not, wasn't one of the people that looked at, oh, well, look at all the comedy and stuff. I actually was looking at the little tiny clues that were going on and like the helicopter. That was one that I kind of noticed. And then, like I said, when you get into the fourth or fifth episode, then you start noticing these are the stuff that outside this globe of hers, her own world, this is what's coming in from the inside. So I love, that's where I think I, at first, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, God, this is what it's going to be. Then, you know, I'm not interested. But when the fourth episode came out, I think it picked up. And I think it just picked up good where it was. I, I enjoyed it. And I think my only gripe with the show, well, other than I'm sorry, folks, even though I love Agnes or Agatha Harkness in the show, they could have done a lot better to hide her. I, I it's like in the first episode you knew that was who it was like for comic book fans like me and will we picked that up quick yeah that's agatha like there's no is ands or buts i i actually didn't realize it because i had completely forgotten who agatha was and it wasn't until afterwards that she actually made herself known i was like wait a minute i know that person and then i went back and reread through the comics so i was like oh yeah that's who that is but it's like it, I didn't catch it on right away. But then after after I did see it, it was like, yeah, yeah. Now that makes sense. That's that makes sense how they introduced her like that. Like, do you agree with me, though? Like, even with the name, I think that's where I start picking up was the name. Right. It was Agnes and Agatha. I was like, yeah. yeah I mean, it's like it's so close that it kind of does make sense. Yeah. Like and then, of course, I think it ruined an opportunity with the multiverse because definitely like with ralph boner i'm sorry disney what the crap were you thinking like that mm -mm, that was not okay with me when i heard that i was like excuse me that's what you're going with like this yeah. is a perfect opportunity for you to introduce the multiverse but now it looks like when you watch the trailer for loki it looks like that's who's going to introduce the multiverse situation and because yeah. of him going back in time and using the Tesseract to escape, 
he broke the time reality. So now mm-hmm. it's like that's what's going to branch the multiverse. Yeah. And especially because the, I forget his name every single time, but the guy who played Quicksilver in the movie, uh, they're actually having him come back in the Loki TV show as, uh, who was it that they're having to come back as? I know who you're talking His name is Evan Peters. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember what role he's playing. But yeah, they're coming him back for another role. And then, or not in Loki, uh, but in uh, the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. And, but that, and so far that hasn't been announced who he's playing yet. Same thing with Tobey Maguire. Yeah, but they, they, they've announced that they are having him come back. And it's like, it's kind of jumping around, but they haven't specified if he's going to be playing Quicksilver or if he's playing somebody else. Right. So if they don't have him playing Quicksilver, it's kind of going to throw things off especially for Scarlet Witch. It's going to just confuse the fuck out of her. <laughs> Language? No, we're just messing. They're, you know, it, it, I agree with you. And, and, I, and I, think, I think one of the things I mentioned to you about the whole what's going back to the multiverse situation, they had an infomercial. And for fans who don't know, um, the infomercial I'm talking about is the one, I believe, in the 2000s episode when they kind of do the office and the um, modern family kind of mix of the show and the infomercial on that is called Nexus. Well, Nexus is the name in the comic from the gateway to the multiverse. So this is where I feel like this is awesome. They're finally introducing the multiverse. Then the last episode came out and I think it was just a big, like, of course I love the fight between agatha and scarlet witch um visions i actually didn't mind that fight i thought that was an interesting fight um even though it ended with something weird and then white vision just takes off it it still made sense um what was it you know you have monica rambeau finally really showing off her powers a little bit more like you've already seen some of her powers but not everything and i was happy for that and she's to me, one of the shining lights of the show. I, I enjoyed Monica Rambeau. I, I don't remember her name, the actress's name, um, but wow, did she not play Monica Rambeau? That, that, she stole the show for me. That was just one character I thought, other than, of course, Wanda and Paul, or Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, and of course, um, Catherine Hahn, she stole, all the characters were really good casting for the show, or great casting for the show. I just wish some of the stuff they decided to go with was better. Like, I think there was way more room for And in some ways, I agree with you in some ways that I do feel like um, this this could have been made into a movie. This really could have. And the reason I'm for the shows and what was it, is I do feel like for characters who can't own or like hone a movie on their own this show is good for them like you know of course punisher that's a good example if they made a punisher show on disney plus or something like that seriously that that will happen but my whole thing with that is that's more reasonable because what does he do in every comic he kills people so it makes more sense while people like Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen playing their respected roles in the MCU, they could have honed their own movie. 
sorry, they're two big name actors. Yeah. They could have owned their movie. Um, I agree with you on that. I know we've talked about that multiple times. That should have been made into a movie. I'll agree with you there. Yeah. Um, the Shining Lights, of course, like we've said, Catherine Hahn as Agatha, I thought was perfect casting. I didn't think, you know, what was it? At first, I was kind of like, I've never been a Catherine Hahn fan. So I was like, ah, this is going to be garbage. I don't want to watch her. But she she showed me a different way. At first, she was kind of annoying. I'm not going to lie. It was just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, we got to deal with this type of people again. But <laughs> you could tell like something was really sneaky about her. Something's really going on behind the scenes. And then that's when, you know, you start seeing it more and more. And it's like, what's actually happening? And it, it does pick up. I enjoyed it. You know, of course, you have, um, what was it? Kat Dennings coming back to put reprise her role from the Thor movies. I did think she did an excellent job coming back. Um and of course, who doesn't like Jimmy Woo? I'm sorry, yeah. Jimmy Woo was. And the the actress that played Monica Rambeau, it was uh, Tiana Paris. Yes, that's why yeah. I just pulled up the cast right here. Yeah. Um, I, again, perfect casting for her. I oh, yeah. I thought that was a great cast choice for her. Um, at first, I know as what was it i was kind of wondering who she is because why did they make such a big thing about her in the second episode then you kind of find out she's um what was it um gosh darn it i can't remember her mom's name that, maria that, yes maria rambo what was it and i think she what was it you kind of find out that she monica's her daughter and it was like i know in the movie they introduced monica but you don't really know who she is until the fourth episode. And that's where I do feel like things picked up. Um, I, I, in all in all, even though I look at it as you could have made this into a movie, I do like WandaVision. I think WandaVision was a good show for what it was given. Um, like I said, I think you, I think they really screwed up with the multiverse situation. I think they could have expanded on that and they ruined it. But at the same time, for what they were shown, like with the, you had all the main actors come back to reprise their roles. Mm -hmm. You know what? I can never, and Elizabeth Olsen, I tell you, if she doesn't win an Emmy for her role, I don't know what categorizes people being an Emmy for best actress. She played her role. She played it to the best that she could. To me, every scene, especially in the eighth, ninth, and tenth episode, if I'm not mistaken, right there showed you her acting ability. And she played that. Definitely. Role. You know, you felt her every single minute. You understood her. The tenth episode was my favorite episode of them all or not the 10th episode, then I think it was the ninth, where she's going back in history with Catherine Hunt. And you see why she's redoing all these shows. You see why she's doing all this. It's because it was the happiest moments in her life. And it always ends with travesty. One of my favorite ones is when Vision and her are talking in their room. And I enjoyed that. I thought, wow. And then, of course, the scene where you pull out the map and you see 
it all starts here with vision of the heart. That made me cry. I'm not going to lie, fans, I cried. It was a very emotional scene. I started crying. And when Elizabeth Olsen's, I felt her pain right there. I understood her. It, and I'm sorry, she, she deserves an Emmy. I, I don't care anymore. I'm going to say it. She deserves an Emmy for this role. And she actually can get an Emmy because it was a show, not a movie. So. <laughs> Any closing thoughts on that, Will, on WandaVision? Having a little technical difficulty. Hold on one minute. We apologize for the technical difficulties. Give us one second. Hello? All righty. Here we go. We got them back. All righty. Uh, okay. So we were talking, I was asking you, what was the last question I had? Is you, if you had any closing arguments or closing statements about WandaVision before we go to the next show that's actually been released? before we get into the final conversation. Yeah, we mean, you pretty much summed it up. Um, there was a lot of good elements. They definitely introduced a lot of good characters. Um, when it comes to the final fight scenes, I honestly felt I liked the Vision fight more than uh, Wanda and Agatha's fight, just because not mainly not really for the fighting but for the conversation and the analyzing that they that went on between them two because it's kind of if you think about it, how two supercomputers would handle that situation with logic and reasoning and analysis data and it's like uh, the it's like the most accurate way that you could have had these two robots the original and the spectral recreation like handle that situation so it was kind of cool to watch um but yeah i feel like there was a lot of stuff that really was unnecessary for the show that they could have shortened down or cut out and just made a movie it would have it would have been more fulfilling but you know disney cash grab so like i agree with what you're saying there too i do agree there was a lot of elements they screwed and i think there's a lot of elements that were really good about it um but again it's i, I this one i don't feel was too much of a money gram and i'll explain why i think to me what's going kind of walking into our next show you know the falcon the winter soldier i did feel that way i hate to say it but i do feel that way at points um, when it came to the first three episodes, I'm not going to lie, fans, I almost turned it off. I was not pleased with the show. I kind of thought, like, the first episode, I understand they're kind of going into Bucky Barnes' past, and you're seeing some of this that he's trying to repent for. We all do that, and I understood that, and I loved that. But when they came out with John Walker for the first time, I'm not going to lie, I kind of got a little pissed. Because I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's not Okay. I don't, not even that. I think what made me mad the most is that Falcon gave up the shield that quickly. I understand the reasoning, but it was like, 
Cap or Steve Rogers would have given you the shield if he didn't feel like you weren't ready. And to me, you just gave it up like nothing. And again, I didn't care for it. I, I the first three episodes really made me lose somewhat respect for it. There were some redeeming qualities, like of course you brought in Isaiah Bradley, and that to me was like wow you're really pulling out a lot of comics like old comics like isaiah bradley what was it you really realize his grandson is supposed to be a character in the mcu now he's the patriot if i'm not mistaken that he's this like how we how people used to view bucky to cap is kind of how he's looked as bucky kind of like the new not bucky bucky but he's his own character but he's a youngster if that makes sense, try not to confuse people. Um, and I did like Isaiah Bradley. Like Isaiah Bradley to me was somewhat of a redeeming quality for the show. I liked Isaiah. I thought that was a perfect casting for it. I thought that was perfect timing for him to come in. Um, I did enjoy that. And of course, my favorite MMA fighter was in the movie, in the show, George St. Pierre, of course, is um, what was it? I, gosh, I. I'm sorry, fans. I don't, we're, we're human. We, we do make mistakes. I don't remember his villain name, but he is a pretty common, um, what was it? He's a pretty common, um, Captain America villain. George's Patrol. What is his name? Willie, I'm going to actually jump over to you. I'm going to actually kind of find his name. You look that up and I'll, I'll, give my yes. two cents yeah let's see what you think about for me it. honestly i kind of felt in the same boat uh with uh falcon and winter soldier and the first couple of episodes of for and like for me when it came to uh him turning over the shield i was kind of confused at it but i mean for me like I kind of understood where he was coming from because that's like a big symbol and sure cap felt he was ready to take up the mantle of the shield. But when you're the person receiving that honor, that's a lot of weight. And if you don't feel ready, it just, it can make you feel uncomfortable. And I can understand why he did what he did to turn the shield over to the museum so he can be remembered. Um, so I, I feel like he was kind of wrong for doing that. He should have just held on to it, but I do understand kind of where he was coming from. Uh, when it came to uh, John Walker taking up the mantle of Captain America, I'll be honest, I didn't even know who he was until this. I never really heard of him from the comics or anything, uh, so I had to look him up. And here's where I different, like at first I didn't like him at all, but once I read up on him, found out who he was, I honestly thought he played that character very well. I think, I think it like, he played the character so well that he's, it, it just fit to me. Like he got the mentality right for the character. He got the, uh, he got the whole mindset of trying to follow in Captain America's footsteps, being like the number one fanboy 
and everything. I don't know. For me, it just fit. I think he did a, a really good job with that role. I'll agree with you there. Like at first, like I knew who he was, but I think at first it kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. If that makes sense. Just like his outfit looked terrible. It just did not fit to me. Um, But the second episode kind of picked up because to me, I've always looked at John Walker as more of a show off. He's more of the not, he's not like cap in the way that cap would pretty much sacrifice everything and anything to make sure the world is safe john walker's in it you know to be as popular as steve rogers or as popular as cap he's trying to be as by the book as possible but even then he's not he has an anger issue and i will agree with that i think what was it i think his name is wyatt russell if i'm not mistaken um of course the son of um kurt russell Russell. yes i found that out i was like when he came out, I was like that many days old when I realized that was actually Kurt Russell's son. <laughs> uh, I did enjoy it. Um, one of the other things I enjoyed in this is they actually introduced the Falcon, the guy who takes up the mantle of Falcon after, I believe, um, Sam Wilson takes up the mantle of Cap. And that is Joaquin Torres. Now, people, this is for anybody who doesn't really know name. This is the soldier who was helping Falcon on most of the episodes, including episode one when he's helping him, which I found out which who George St. Pierre played. George St. Pierre played Patroc the Leper. The Leaper, sorry, let me rephrase. Um, which is a pretty common um, Captain America Bear. villain. And I, what was it? I enjoyed that. It's like a little snippet again, just like how Isaiah Bradley was in it. I enjoyed that because I thought, okay, now they're kind of giving us another snippet of who could take up the mantle of Falcon. And I think the only other quality I loved is one. I did like how they brought Wakanda into it that I did like, because I thought it really shows that Bucky's not done with Wakanda in some ways, or Wakanda's going to come in and take out Baron Zemo. Um, I loved Baron Zemo in it. It really showed like one of the things I loved is that, like when he is arrested finally, when Wakandan or the Wakandan guard comes in and takes him and he has here, he tells him, I'm not mad. I'm not vengeful. I understand. I love um, his name is Daniel Brule. I love him as Zemo. And I have never liked Zemo in the comics, but he made me love Zemo in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, of all the actors, you can love and hate any of the other ones, but he is definitely ideal casting. Right. Now, I know another big name actress came into the movie, into the show later on. Um, what was her name? Um, I can't remember her name. Um, Julio Luis Dreyfus. There we go. She comes in as Valentina. Now, Valentina is a big name, or not a big name person in the comics, but what she is, it's like, I believe she's like Nick Fury's assistant, if I'm not mistaken, or like wife or something. I can't remember her. I don't, I I didn't read too much Marvel comics back then, but I know she was a big part, like had a lot to do with Nick Fury. And I, at first I was kind of like, oh crap, what are they going to bring her in to do? 
and then how they make like John Walker redeemable in some ways. I actually enjoyed that because I thought, you know, who wouldn't want, you know, it wasn't like he did it on purpose. Anybody would be doing the same. I looked at that scene, like when they killed Battlestar. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I think everybody felt like you're going to sit here and blame us for doing something just like that. Yeah. You know, that was such a dark scene. And then seeing how John Walker lost his temper, I'm not going to lie. That scene alone made me enjoy John Walker because that is John Walker to the T. That is, he is very vengeful. His temper is very, yeah, doesn't, he doesn't have a big temper or he has a really bad temper. Um, but let's go. I'm kind of, you know, I think my two downs on this show um, was the villain. Unfortunately, Carly, I did not like her. I thought it was kind of wasted. I think they were trying to go with the Flag Smasher, and I just, I didn't care for her. I think they just wasted her. Um, Also, Sharon Carter, I I did not care for her in the show. she, She was definitely one of those... He was definitely one of those tragic uh, villains. Right. And what's funny, there was a lot of controversy that started to come around her. Uh, people were on like starting to like really side with her, saying that she like people were painting her too much as the bad guy because all she wanted to do was unite people. She just wanted she just didn't like the fact that the government was trying to separate everything again and was ignoring people who were being who got like really the worst treatment thing that happened in the movie people would have the argument for her but it's something that they addressed in the show as well when anthony mackie's character talks to her when uh they sit down in the church and he addresses her because he's dealt with like soldiers kind of in her case a soldier but soldiers who are dealing with grief and have gone through this kind of stuff and he addresses like i can't remember it word for word but uh so you're gonna take down your oppressors and go to power yourself you're just gonna end up that you're fighting against and it speaks volumes because yeah fighting uh inciting violence with more violence just makes you somebody who fighting against violence by using violence is just making more violence it's not fixing the problem right and i i that's why i will say the last two episodes of the series really redeemed the show for me because I did like how Anthony Mackie came, or Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackie is the actor name. Yeah. Um, I love how he came to figure out that he needs to be the one that takes up the shield. And I do feel the way he did it was just fantastic. I, I don't think you could have, I love how Bucky makes out a deal with Wakandans to kind of help him with the suit. I did love that. I, I yeah. actually did love the. And can I say, out of all the uniforms that we've seen, I'm not going to lie. 
Sam Wilson's is pretty much the I, I hate to say it, correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, Willie. The closest to those comic book counterpart. I will say his uniform looked dead on. And I liked it. Yeah. It, it looked it looked pretty dead on. Like I'm not I can't that. say that the color scheme. I'm not I can't say that the color scheme did it justice in the comic book either because I think the, the whole color scheme was kind of dumb, but that doesn't it doesn't mean it was bad. Um and it did it did turn out very well in the show too, because it did look the most accurate in comparison. So I think one of the other things I didn't care about the show, and I know a lot of people do it, and it's hard for me to say this because I love Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes being introduced in, what was it, Captain America, the first Avenger, and him coming back in Winter Soldier as Winter Soldier was just wow. But I'm not going to lie. I didn't care for him in the show. I did not like him. And it's hard for me to say that because I do like Sebastian Stan. I think he is a good actor. But the problem with him was, like, when we see him in the first episode, I love that because it was, like, him trying to, you know, you know, not accept his demons, but to accept his past, make amends and move on. And, and I love that because anybody can, you know, side with him on that. Everybody has been through that. Mm -hmm. But what do they do after? Not tons with, like, yeah, you see why he goes after Sam a lot because he feels that Sam should have never given up that shield. Now it's in the hands of a stranger that doesn't even belong. He doesn't even deserve to carry that shield. Yeah. Now and that I did. Do, and then when they do finally address that and they sit them down and have them express that, it's done in the most passive aggressive way and it lasts like three seconds and you still don't figure out why they're so mad at each other. Right. It's like you have to wait for like four more episodes for them to actually come to terms with each other and actually say look you were select you were chosen for this nothing no one else can do it but you right it's i think they just like over addressed or not even over addressed it i think they just like try to like sweep it under and then at the last episodes when you see him go to his friend's house that he went to lunch with the one you know and him getting trying to get him a date and him finally telling him that he was the one that killed his son. And to me, I felt like they kind of just like not oversized that too, but it's like, that's a conversation I wanted to hear. I do want to hear how that all went down. And I feel like, you know, you made such a big thing with those two in the first episode and you don't do tons with him after. That's kind of where I got a little upset with, because it was just like, Here's a good opportunity again to address something like that. And I don't feel like they did it very well. I just don't. Um, but let's kind of get into the closing arguments here. I hate to say it because it's sad. When I remember when the shows were announced, I remember telling you, Will, that I was actually looking more forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. I was the one show that I was looking forward to it. But this is a show that I do feel needed to be a show. I don't think it needed to be a movie. 
And the reason is I understand they were trying to test the waters a little bit to see if it was even going to be popular. I understand that. Yeah. You know, with Scarlet Witch, I don't think, I agree. I think in some ways you could have made that a movie. I don't think you needed to make that a show. This, I do feel like Mm -hmm. you needed to make a show because say if it wasn't going to work, then that's when you know, okay, yeah, we, we're not going to move on with it. And then you just pass it on. Okay, whatever, you know, move on. This show, the last three episodes, if I and in my eyes, if it wasn't for the last three episodes, we wouldn't have been announced or it wouldn't have been announced that we're making a fourth movie now. Yeah, I don't think if it was passed, if the last three episodes was like the first three, they wouldn't be making a movie. But with how the last three really picked up, I'm happy they announced they're making the third or the fourth Captain America movie. And with Sam Wilson helming the helm of Captain America. Um, This is one of those, like, again, I do feel like it needed to be a show. I don't think it needed to be a movie because, again, look how many characters they introduced. You have John Walker, you have. Um, you reintroduce Sharon Carter, you reintroduce Baron Zemo, um, Joaquin Torres, Isaiah Bradley and his grandson. There's so many characters were introduced. I think if you put this in a movie, it'd be too overwhelming. Do I think the series should have went on a little bit more? Absolutely. I do. I do feel like it should have at least lasted maybe another two, maybe three more episodes. To kind of fit in some stuff, but I understand like you could have did an episode of how Sharon Carter became the power broker. That's what to me was they just threw that on us. Like, really? You're the power broker? Like, that don't make any sense. Yeah. Where I stand on it is like it's kind of similar to how you view, but just in the opposite direction, where I feel that uh cap. Uh, winter. Uh, one sec. I feel that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier could have been made into a movie, but it does work better as a show. But at the same time, uh, WandaVision definitely would have been more fulfilling as just a movie because it all takes place like at the same time within a short time period, whereas uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, there's so much going on, so much people being introduced, so much time being passed in between each episode. And it, it would be really hard to fit that all into a two hour movie. If you wanted to stretch it to try to make it a three hour, that's a long freaking movie, but and it, it kind of wouldn't be necessary. You could do it, but it does work a lot better there is a show for how much they're trying to squeeze in there right so with that let's look at some of these new shows that are been announced by disney plus and let's kind of go down the list of what we feel yes that should be a movie or no let's see how it is as a show okay so of course the first obvious one is one that comes out in two days loki um to me, this should be a show. I, I it's, 
I hate to say it because this is probably the one show fans I am pretty skeptical about because to me, I like Loki. I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. I don't think you could have asked anybody better to play that role, but he's too confusing. One minute he, I understand he's the God of mischief. So we don't understand that, but this is a, what I feel is going to happen here should have been happening in WandaVision. Multiverse is starting to expand. This is where I feel the multiverse should have been like it could have been expanded on more, but I think it should have started with WandaVision. And I don't think they did that well. What I've heard with reviews, I've heard it is the best MCU show, period. But again, that's people's judgments. It's not ours. Um, what about you, Will? Do you feel Loki should be a show or should be a movie? I mean, of course, Loki's going to be really good when it's ripping off Doctor Who. So, <laughs> oh, and you I got mean, from everything that I've seen, all the inf- from all the information I've seen and heard from it, it is pretty much just Marvel's take on Doctor Who. I mean, multi multiverse theory um a guy in a brown trench coat traveling and meeting uh, mythical creatures people from other dimensions and all this stuff i mean it sounds good it makes me want to watch doctor who again but <laughs> but yeah i mean it does seem interesting i it's enticing in a way now, do you agree with me, though, that it should be made into a show because of his history? Oh, yeah. you, this one, you can't make a movie out of it. It's just too abstract. Yeah, I agree. And so far, we have no idea what it's really going to be about, what they're going to include, what they're going to do in the show. So for all we know, it could be it could have no ties to the Marvel Universe, other than the fact that it introduces the uh, dimensional warp and time dimensions and all this introduction to that stuff. It, it could just be a whole bunch of nothing. We don't know. I'm actually looking forward to seeing Owen Wilson in the show. I was actually kind of yeah. excited when I heard he was supposed to be in the show. And seeing what I've seen on the trailers and stuff of him and Tom Hiddleston, I do feel like they might have a good chemistry. And that's why I'm kind of looking forward to it. Um, so let's, let's actually jump to the next show then. Of course. Oh, man, that's very cool. Wow. 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 I don't like to be manhandled. What was it? That was in the, like, night at the museum. <laughs> I don't like to be manhandled. Shame. <laughs> they can bring shame. I'm going to shoot you in your dang eye. <laughs> I love that movie. But let's go, let's go to the next one. It's What If. Now, these are What If stories that are based around the MCU that's bringing kind of like some of our... I know, Willie, you've mentioned you've liked some of the What If comics. So yeah. they're bringing the What If to the movies. So like, what if Peggy Carter was Cap instead of... Or got the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers, you know so, um, I actually hadn't heard about this. Yeah, so these are, so like, I think one of them is what if um, T'Challa or um, was the was pretty much captured 
by Yondu and the Space Pirates instead of Peter Quill. Yeah. Um, that's the only one I'm kind of like, seriously, we're going to go with that. But okay, I understand. Um, there's a couple of them that are doing it. I can't remember every single one, every single episode that they've announced. But like, the only one I'm looking forward to is Peggy's episode. Other than that, I'm not looking forward to any of them. Like, it's an animated show. It's not going to be live action, but it will have the characters um, that played the roles. Um, played the roles of the live actions. Yes. Yeah. Will prize their roles in the animation. I believe um, Chadwick Boseman's voice is going to be in it. Um, I can't remember if he finished his recordings before he passed. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Um, but I can't remember if he finished recording his yet or not. Now, this is pretty obvious. I'm saying it's a show. I don't think you can make movies like this. Um, this is pretty much to me like a 30 minute show you could put together for each and every single one of them. Mm -hmm. And it's something that you can expand upon later on. And, you know, but even then, is it one that I'm going to jump up and watch? Probably not, unfortunately, because I will just because it's animation and you know, I love animation. Like I like the live action ones more. So it's kind of like, I'll probably sit down and watch one and then determine because not every show I watch, but let's jump to the next one. It's the next okay. one is Miss Marvel. Yeah. Kamala Khan. I do agree with this one being a show. And the reason is, is that I know fans are going to hate me for saying this too. I'm really going to tell you the last time I read a story of Miss Marvel holding down a big plot if you make if that makes sense and i don't think you could carry her into a solo movie she is too much i think this is a perfect one for the mm -hmm. shows because you really could have her join in any show period because she's a fangirl she's already going to be in some of the movies like Marvels, I think she's going to be in the new Avengers movie. I know they're talking about doing a Young Avengers, so she will be part of it. But again, she has always been a team member to me, not a individual. I don't care for her much as an individual. Like I don't like her on solo stories. I want her to be with a team because that's where you see her shine or see her admire the hero she's fighting with. And I think that it brings out a lot in her. So for this, I will agree. I do think it does need to be made into a show. I don't think it needs to be made into a movie. I personally, whether it's a movie or a show, I just don't feel like there's enough standing for this character to be in either at the moment. Because Miss... Marvel isn't a new character, but the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel is a is a fairly new version of the character. She hasn't been around for too long. I think uh, how long has she been around? Like five I want to say about I want to say about two thousand ten time frame. So it was just around when we were in high school. Yeah, so about ten years. Yeah, so she's a fairly new version of this Miss Marvel that uh, Marvel writers have been frequently like changing around a bit and changing her powers changing her 
uh, the reason she has powers, like her race and everything. Okay, so I'm going to interrupt really She's quickly. She's changed a bit quite in recent years. So her first introduction was in Captain yeah. Marvel 14 in August 2013. So she's about seven years old um, in um, comic continuity. Yeah. But she is an inhuman. Yeah, so she's... She is now. She, was a, she was a mutant. Now she's inhuman. Um, so I think... what, that's what I'm, what I'm saying is... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like the writers of her character have changed her a few times over the last couple of years. Right now, they have her labeled as an inhuman. Uh, so it's it's just she's too new. She's still being developed and changed. And I don't feel that there's enough real good standing for her to make a TV show of her or a movie just yet. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. I think that she needs a couple more years. Gets a, She needs to get a little bit more of a fan base. Maybe, like, have if they would have had her show up as a side character in like another movie before she gets her own movie or TV show right. or whatever they're doing. I think that would have helped. But I, that, I, I just feel like there's not enough for her yet. I, 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 it's like I said, I think the show out of the two with her being introduced is better because you could just do, like you said, the little side stories. You could just do things like that. But also, too, I think she is in Marvels. So she will be in the next Captain Marvel movie along mm-hmm. with Monica Rambeau. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious with that one. Um, but again, we won't know much more until later this year if we're going to. Um, so let's jump actually to the next one. This one, I'm actually going to disagree with it being the show. Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, that needs to be a movie. Yes. I To me, it's the same argument I made for Scarlet, or, um, Scarlet Johansson for Black Widow. To me, mm-hmm. Hawkeye's been part of this universe since it started, too. He needs his own movie. I think Hawkeye could be made into a movie. Um, maybe you can't make it a trilogy, but you could make one movie. Yeah. Um, again, it could just be the passing on of the baton to Kate Bishop or AKA Haley Steinfeld in this case. Um, to me, this is probably one of the only ones I will not agree with it being a show. I do think it needs to be made into a movie. Willie, what about you? What's your opinions on it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of insulting that he just gets, a, a show with all the time that he's been in because it was like right after they introduced uh scarlett johansson's character for uh black widow in iron man 2 it was the next movie after that which was iron man that they introduced four. or not iron man four yeah, yeah. my bad uh, but it was the next movie thor they had him show up and it's clear right away who it is it's hawkeye Right. He stood out more to me than Black Widow did. So it it's just insulting because we know Black Widow is getting her backstory uh, movie and Hawkeye's just left alone with the TV show. It's, I don't know. It's just a cop out. I, w- I really wanted to see a movie with him too. Like I, I agree. And we've seen Jeremy Renner in his own movies and he holds up. I, I just feel like they're just shunning him a little bit. And I okay for whatever reason i understand 
Wait. They already wait. teased us and disappointed us when they gave us that five seconds of his of him as Ronan. And now they're just going to give us a TV show for Hawkeye. And How he's not they? even going to... I don't even think he'll be Ronan in Hawkeye. I think he's just going back as Hawkeye. I don't, back, I, yeah. I don't like that. Like, to me, he... I... To be totally honest, well, I don't think it needed an introduction. I loved how they brought him in as Ronan in Endgame. I enjoyed that. I thought that was perfect because people know to a lot, not a lot about Ronan, but there's, it's pretty self-explanatory, I guess yeah. is a good way. And the way they did it in the movie, I enjoyed it. I thought, wow, he really went off the deep end. Like it really shows you how, one loss of a family or how one loses a family pretty much can turn somebody dark quick. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. And I love how Scarlett jo- or um why do I keep on saying the actors' names? Um um Natasha Romanoff or aka Black Widow tries to go find it because she knows like that's the only thing too is the in game. I didn't I didn't like how they put those two together. That it had to be one of the originals. Like, yeah, I understand why they did it, and out of the everybody there, I think it was the only one that made sense. But I didn't like how they killed Scarlett Johansson in the show or in the movie. I didn't care for it. Kind of made me mad. The thing is, it's it's not so. It's not really bad to me that they killed her off in that movie. It's bad that they killed her off and then give her her movie. Well, I told me and you talked about this conspiracy theory. So there's a conspiracy theory between that movie is that when you watch the trailer for Black Widow, it looks like she's on the operation table. People mm-hmm. are saying that ended up being like her sister. And then her sister switched places with her. So what they're saying, the theory is who fell was her sister. But even though I think that's a far we'll stretch. We'll just use the argument everybody else does. It was a scroll. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nothing about that. Let's actually go into that conversation. Secret evasion is one. <laughs> I am not looking forward to this show. I really knows how much I did not like the scrolls when they were first introduced. Um, I do like Talos. Talos is probably the only scroll I actually don't mind. Um, but other than that, I just don't care. It, it, I think the way they introduced him just ruined it for me. And I, I just can't believe they're making it a show. That is such a big event in the comics that to me. Your I, audio I just, cut out for us for a split second when you were talking. What show were we talking about? So we're talking about Secret Invasion. Oh, so you brunch in the scrolls. Um, yeah. I was saying, you know, was it the fact that you know how much I did not like the scrolls when they came out in Captain Marvel? I thought they were garbage. Um, Talos is probably the only scroll I enjoy, but even then, he was part of a bad movie, and even then, I can't look at the scrolls the same. And and why we say the theory of the scrolls is that there's another theory saying Sharon Carter from Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a scroll. So that's where the discussion, and that one I actually do believe is true. I, I do believe that. Um, but the other one being, you know, like you just said, 
I don't think that's a scroll, unfortunately. Or, you know, yeah. Rather, yeah, I can't look at that. Yeah, I don't think it is either. But Sacred Invasion is such a big event that I can understand why they're making it a show. But at the same time, you need to build that up a lot longer than you are. And, like, you can't just do it in a year or two. That needs to be explained. Like, it's hard to understand that story. And to me, I'm that's probably the one show on this list that they have. Um, which, by the way, I'm looking at gainsradar.com. Um, just following the list of what they've announced so far. Um, that is probably the one show I'm not looking forward to is Secret Invasion. Like, I'd it's, rather watch Loki, What If, all the other ones we've announced except Secret Invasion. Yeah, this one is the most out there one, honestly, because it. I know they've been slowly introducing the scrolls and, like, trying to get them to be a bigger part of the MCU, how it is now, with, like, the last couple of movies and the TV shows, how they constantly bring them up. But it's, like, with everything that's going on, in the MCU, they're just, it's this kind of the most out there show to bring up. Right. I mean, introducing She-Hulk is going to be out there as well, but at least with that, everybody knows who She-Hulk is. Everybody is kind of interested to see, is that they're interested in that. Now that there's not a lot of people who are interested in uh, secret invasions. So let's jump into She-Hulk because I do agree with it being a show. I I don't look at it as being a movie because She-Hulk, if I'm not mistaken, has never been portrayed live action. So this is the first time they will do her live action. They've always done her animated, but never live action. I do agree with it being a show because the actress they chose for it is if i'm not mistaken doesn't have a big background in movies uh again you're still bringing uh, bruce Ginger Gonzaga? yes i think her name is yes and you you're still bringing mark ruffalo into it but it's like i'm like i i see where that is um next one being what about you will or you've already kind of mentioned that too with she-Hulk, everybody's kind of somewhat looking more forward to that than Secret Evasion. Do you agree with it being a show, though? Hard to say. Um, I would like to see what they could do with a movie, but I don't think you could do it without Mark Ruffalo, uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah, and he's in the She-Hulk series. They showed a picture of him. Okay, so yeah, honestly, it's either or for me when it comes to She-Hulk. As okay. long as they have Mark Ruffalo in there, uh, I'm used to saying the actors' names, but if is they have Bruce, Bruce Banner, Banner in there, who's played by Mark Ruffalo, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if they have him in there and they have him as Hulk interacting with She-Hulk, then whether it was a movie or a live action uh a movie or a series i'd be interested to see either one of those just so they can expand on the whole uh hulk dynamic and how it affects the rest of the universe 
Okay. I'm going to throw another little caveat out with it, though. The reason I agree with it being a show is the same reason I like Daredevil as a show. She's a lawyer. So you could have court cases. You could have things like that where she isn't just the big bulky Hulk or She-Hulk. She could be somebody, you know, be a lawyer in some episodes. She could be so much. And I don't think you could do that in a movie. Not right away, at least. So that's my take on it. So let's actually jump. We got, what, three more episodes or three more shows. I'm not going to go into the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special or the I Am Group series. I'm not even going to touch those. Um, next one being Armor Wars. Now, this is Don Cheadle's War Machine coming back. Um, I agree that being a show, I don't think um, War Machine really could carry on a movie. Um, even though I like War Machine um, and Don Cheadle can lead a movie, I don't see War Machine being a movie in a movie, like like a standalone movie. I like yeah. the show. What about you, Will? Yeah, I, I can't see it as a full-length movie. It's just, I don't know. It's not going to be the same without Iron Man. Right. And that's a sad thing. So, Armor Wars comic is Iron Man, not War Machine. And that's what's harder on me because it's like, it, it's hard for me to think that. Like, I, I just can't. Yeah. Now, the next one is Ironheart. Now, this is also a newer character. Um I never cared for her in the comics. I know there's a following behind her. She is just not one of my favorites um, to read. Um, pretty much just a teenager who learns pretty much how to work with Iron Man's technology as well. Um, so just think of a teenage version of Iron Man. By breaking it and stealing it. Yeah, pretty much. But I agree with it being a show. If you're going to do it, make it a show. Don't make it a movie. Like, I understand. It looks like they're making all the um young avengers into the shows like we said um isaiah bradley's grandson has been introduced um i can never remember his name but i know his character is the patriot um kate bishop is being introduced um kamala khan um we've already seen tommy and um billy in wandavision so there's a lot of characters that are coming up so so, so yeah, so, um, and then I mean, we covered, we covered the big ones. I think that's, that's pretty good for now because the rest do, are not going to be. Well, the one that I know we've talked about too, I know you said you were looking forward to it is Moon Knight. That's really the last one. Oh yeah. Moon Knight okay. is one that I yeah. am looking forward to. And with Oscar Isaacs in the role, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good show. But this is one, again, I can debate it could be made into a movie. I, Oscar Isaac is such a good actor. To me, he can hold his own. And again, it's like another Ching Chi. Like to me, if you're going to do a movie about Ching Chi on his own, where a lot of, it's not that people don't know who Ching Chi is, but 
he's not as popular as some other characters. Yeah. Like, probably on the same level as Moon Knight. Yeah. I mean, Moon Knight should be made into it, a movie. Yeah. And at the very least, at the very least, Moon Knight just over the last couple of years has gained so much popularity. Whereas uh, Shang-Chi, you still like nobody really talks about him right. aside from the movie that's coming out. Which, by the way, then, does people look aren't good. even really talking about the movie. So I want it. It does look good. It looks good. I, I like it. I, I really want to see it. But aside from that, like, I don't really know much about the character other than hearing about him a couple of times. Whereas Moon Knight, I still have only heard about him from a couple of times, but you hear about him more often, especially within the last like year. Like he's popped up in the video games. He's popped up in recent comics that are coming around. People are talking about that character. So it makes more sense for him to get his movie before uh, uh, Shang-Chi. Now, but... the, now, going to the end of the discussion here, it seems like we're kind of torn too with what should be made into a show. And what we should be made into a movie. And I think there's some that we both have agreed. Yeah, that should have been made a movie. Not a show. Um, and some we've agreed that. Yeah, it, it's better as a show. And there's some that we just go. They should never make it. <laughs> they shouldn't. Just leave it alone. Don't touch it. Um, with them going this way though. What do you feel the future of the MCU is looking like? Not good. It's it's kind of in it's kind of like in the works of transition. Uh like there's a lot of people going in, a lot of people going out. Uh you have directors that are being uh that are new to getting their limelight. You have directors that aren't working on movies anymore. You got actors that aren't going to be appearing in the movies anymore. You got new actors showing up. So it's kind of like a big transition game where things I get and it's something where you can understand why they're doing shows right now because things are in the work of changing for uh, Marvel and so it's starting to slow down but I think hopefully within the next couple of years if we start getting some like the next couple of shows that come out or the next movies that come out if they give us what we wanted what we want to see and they seem to be if they fare very well then i think we might start seeing some more epic movies that are incorporating the avengers characters uh camilla khan if like even though i don't have any faith with her if miss marvel the TV show turns out well, then I will look forward to uh, the Marvel's movie because that will, like, it'll show like these characters are not as one-sided as we thought they were. They do, they are going to have a good impact on the, the universe for what they're developing. So I'm just hoping that w after the next couple of years, after things start to settle, uh, it'll start picking up again uh, i'm really hoping for it so when it comes for me with the mcu i agree with that term it's like how a team rebuilds you know like a basketball yeah. team or anything after they you know they lose all their best players some retire some want to be traded off you're in a rebuild stage and 
what they've lost Robert Downey Jr. Now they've lost Chris Evans. They've lost, they've lost the only main Trinity member that's coming back other than of course, Scarlett Johansson to reprise her role for the movie along with Jeremy Renner and Mark Ruffalo. But Mark Ruffalo is kind of hard because he can't really technically have his own movie. If that makes sense in the MCU now, since Disney owns the MCU universal owns the Hulk. So it's kind of a weird thing. Um, Just like Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, it's very scary right now because I think they're throwing curveballs big time right now to see if something's going to work. Um, I think they're looking at how popular they made Guardians because before Guardians, to me, as a comic book fan, I didn't even know who the Guardians were. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. I know, Willie, you probably felt the same way before the movie came out. And now, look, it's one of our favorite MCU movies. It, mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're trying to do is throw some of these other characters out. Like, let's throw Chi in there. Let's throw, you know, the Eternals in there, which, by the way, is probably the one I'm least looking forward to. I am not. After the trailer dropped, that just made me feel like, yeah, this is going to be garbage. <laughs> Like, I, I can't watch it. I, I'm not looking forward to that movie. Um, what I've heard is probably one of the best MCU may, movies ever made, but even then it's just like, how, I can't look at it as an MCU movie. I, I just can't. And it's hard for me to think that. It, it just is. And that is probably the one that, to me, I hate to say it this way, is what's going to make or break the MCU. Yeah. If that movie does not succeed, I just feel it's going to go downhill. Um, the only movies I feel are safe is, of course, Doctor Strange. I do look forward to that movie. And I think with Loki and I think with WandaVision, it is going to lead into it. Um, I think Loki is going to lead into it a lot more. Yeah. Um, and Spider-Man, of course. That is the only other movie I'm looking forward to. Um, that's why I said even in Guardians, of course, is safe because everybody loves the Guardians. Um, the next door movie, I'm not look. It's kind of like up in the air for me. Um, but some of these shows, I just feel like they have a lot to live up to. So you better step up to the plate. Um, like I said, I like Moon Knight. And I think we said um, Hawkeye, to me, should be made a movie. They shouldn't even be given a show. That should yeah. be a movie, period. Um, but some of them, I agree with them being shows. Because it's introducing a smaller character into a bigger world and seeing if it's going to be popular. So I understand it's like a test in some ways in the film industry. They're testing to see, testing the waters to see if this character is really going to take off. And if it doesn't take off, then they don't have to make a movie with it. Yeah, and that makes sense, except for when they announce both Miss Marvel and the Marvel's movie at the same time. Right. And they already expect uh, Kamala Khan to be in that movie. Well, it's just (laughs) like, well, you got to think this way, too. I guess you can look at WandaVision the same way. Because, yeah, Monica Rambeau was introduced to us in Captain Marvel, so we know she has something to do with her, but we didn't really get to fully explore her powers in WandaVision. Yeah. 
So that's where I'm nervous about that movie because who is it really going to be about? Is it going to be about Captain Marvel or is it actually going to be about Ms. Marvel? Or is it going to be, how are, how's that dynamic going to work? That's where I'm questioning. Um, again, that's not a movie I'm looking forward to watching either. And I love Monica Rambeau. But other than that, until we see Ms. Marvel, I can't judge her. But I'm not looking forward to seeing Captain Marvel on screen again. I, I just can't. That was garbage. Yeah, Monica Rambeau is the only saving grace at this point. So. Yeah. <laughs> Right. You got until, one one for and one against. What is the middle vote gonna be? Ah, she's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm I am looking forward to the Miss Marvel show. That is probably one of the shows I'm looking forward to. But again, it's scary because she is an inhuman. And look how bad that show tanked. And that is an MCU show. The Inhumans was terrible. Yeah, I, that was garbage. I remember watching it. I was so excited for it. And I watched it. I was like, what the crap is this? This is garbage. I, I remember watching. I was like, yeah, I'll never watch that again. <laughs> I literally stopped watching it after the first episode. I was just annoyed. And I think I tuned it back on when they put it on Disney Plus. And I just was like, yeah, this is why I stopped watching it. When you cut Medusa's hair, it was just like, what, what is this? And the graphics was just terrible. It was just like, what What the crap is this? I'm done. Like, just, you know, don't ever make a hidden human movie ever again or a show. Don't. That's what makes me so nervous with Miss Marvel because she is an inhuman. So how are you going to bring that up? You're going to bring Lockjaw back too because that's part her dog too. How are you going to make that work? This is the only show that I'm questioning. And Ironheart, of course, because I don't... I. How you feel about Ms. Marvel is how I feel about Ironheart. I don't feel there's enough to make her a show. Yeah. I do feel Ironheart is a cash grab for Disney. Yeah. Um, I still have grievance with uh, freaking Ironheart being a thing. At, at the very least, with how they made her character. Because... They had the, this is just me on a rant, perfect opportunity to make Ironheart Tony Stark's daughter. And they missed it completely. And they had to wait for a different comic book artist to uh, take that idea. And one that didn't get to become popular because it got overshadowed by Ironheart. Right. So I guess now the saving grace too, we can also look at it as, with Disney buying Fox. Now we got X-Men. Now we got Fantastic Four. So we got somewhat now a little bit more room to expand on. If And especially with big, how we said, we're fearing that it's not going to be as big as when you had Cap. And when you had Iron Man, we have the Fantastic Four now. We have the X-Men. I do feel they will save the MCU in some ways, but they have to do it properly. You can't just yeah. throw them in just to save them. Because Fantastic Four, I'm not going to lie, I do think Disney will make the best version of them. But I'm also scared because of how bad the last... How the last two attempts went. Yeah, I, 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 I know a lot of people say four, the, you know, all four attempts they've made the Fantastic Four into a movie. I did like the 2005 version. I, I don't... The casting was perfect other than Jessica Alba. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't like her. Sue Storm but everybody else was pretty pretty good casting 
and Chris Evans as Human Torch, Mike Chiklis as the Thing, um, Iron Grifford as um, Mister Fantastic. I didn't mind that, um, but it again, it could have been written better. Yeah, it doesn't fall on the actor's fault; it falls on the writers. And to me, that's where they take the movies. Um, and then you got X Men, of course, and I think they'll. And we got Deadpool now in it too. So in some ways, they'll redeem them. But my fear is also too: are they going to make Deadpool PG thirteen? Now, if that's the case, they'll just ruin the MCU right at that point. I'm done watching. So, without further ado, I think this conversation has come to an end. Um, I know our next, we got a few more videos with Marvel Month. I know we're expanding on Marvel Month a little bit more. We're, I know a couple of us were big into Marvel movies and Marvel comics. Um, we got, what, the MCU list? So, this is going to be a list for bars that we put together. It's a collaborative list. It's not a individual list, um, which is actually was actually kind of entertaining when we actually put the ranks together um, for each movie. I know there was a lot of debates between us with the movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I especially I'll give you guys a hint. Our number ten, I actually disagreed with, but we'll. And I know <laughs> Willie disagreed with me on one of my picks. I put. Um, and Sierra disagreed with us a lot. She disagreed with us quite a bit. <laughs> uh, and then we're doing our top five Marvel movies, period. Um, that's our own list of our top five Marvel movies. And then we are going to be bringing in a special guest, uh, our artist. His name is Darren Soto, um, to do our top five Stan Lee creations. Um, that's going to be interesting to do. Um, and then after that, we're going to get into Teen Titan Month. So everything and everything, Willie's going to be actually leading the month with Teen Titans. Um, he's a big Teen Titan guy. That guy, Willie's been Teen Titan fan since the first show came out. I do remember that because we used to <laughs> sit at each other's houses watching the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, so we, we got it busy. We're trying to get our videos out as much as possible to, for you guys to listen to. You can also um we're going to try to get our youtube channel back up and going it's been kind of slow but we've been liking our anchor more and working with that so like i said we you can find us on anchor um spotify apple um pretty much everywhere and everywhere you can find podcasts and also you can find us on instagram at comic talkers to follow us on new updates about the channel um new updates to the videos that we're doing um we'll be putting up fights um voting everything like that so we want your guys's opinions too i know our last fight was deadpool and wolverine which ended up being they pretty much would just sit in a chair and pretty much do a staring contest and see who would win <laughs> um so we we love doing these conversations so we would really like the support knowing that people listen to us and we can continue doing our conversations and uh, yeah that's all I have to say, Willie. Did you want to say anything else or anything like that? Where we close out? No, I got nothing else to say. All righty. So without further ado, my name is Brandon. And my name is William. And thank you for watching Comic Tuckers. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs>